Blog Talk Radio. The book of Second Esther, sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse. And he said to me, At the beginning of the circle of the earth, before the portals of the world were in place, and before the assembled winds blew, and before the rumbling thunder sounded, and before the flashes of lightning shone, and before the foundations of paradise were laid, and before the beautiful flowers were seen, and before the powers of movement were established, and before the innumerable hosts of angels were gathered together, and before the heights of the air were lifted up, and before the measures of the firmament were named, and before the footstool of Zion was established, and before the present years were reckoned, and before the imaginations of those who now sinned were estranged, and before those who stored up treasures of faith were sealed, then I planned these things, and they were made through me, and not through another, just as the end shall come through me, and not through another. And I answered and said, What will be the dividing of the times? Or when will be the end of the first age and the beginning of the age that follows? He said to me, from Abraham to Isaac, because from him were born Yaakov and Esau. And Yaakov's hand held Esau's heel from the beginning. For Esau is the end of this age, and Yaakov is the beginning of the age that follows. For the beginning of man is his hand. And the end of man is his heel. Between the heel and the hand, seek for nothing else as And I answered and said, O sovereign Father, if I have found favor in thy sight, show thy servant the end of thy signs, which thou didst show me in part on the previous night. And he answered and said to me, Rise to your feet, and you will hear a full voice, And if the place where you're standing is greatly shaken while the voice is speaking, do not be terrified, because the words concern the end, and the foundations of the earth will understand that the speech concerns them. Let me read that again. Rise to your feet, and you will hear a full, resounding voice. And if the place where you're standing is greatly shaken while the voice is speaking, do not be terrified, because the words concern the end, and the foundations of the earth will understand that the speech concerns them. They will tremble and be shaken, for they know that their end must be changed. When I heard this, I rose to my feet and listened, and behold, a voice was speaking, and it sounded like the sounds of many waters and it said behold the days are coming and it shall be that when I draw near to visit the inhabitants of the earth and when I require of the doers of iniquity the penalty of their iniquity and when the humiliation of Zion is complete and when the seal is placed upon the age which is about to pass away then I will show these signs the book shall be opened before the firmament, 
and all shall see it together. Infants a year old shall speak with their voices, and women with child shall give birth to premature children at three or four months, and these shall live and dance. Sown places shall appear unsown, and full storehouses shall suddenly be found to be empty, and the trumpet shall sound aloud, and when all hear it, they shall suddenly be terrified. At that time, friends shall make war on friends like enemies, and the earth and those who inhabit it shall be terrified, and the springs of fountains shall stand still, so that for three hours is heavenly time, so that three hours they shall not flow, and it shall be that whoever remains after all that I have foretold to you shall himself be saved and shall see my salvation in the end of my world. And they shall see the men who were taken up, who from their birth have not tasted death. And the heart of the earth's inhabitants shall be changed and converted to a different spirit. For evil shall be blotted out, and deceit shall be quenched. Faithfulness shall flourish, and corruption shall be overcome, and the truth which has been so long without fruit shall be revealed. While he spoke to me, behold, little by little the place where I was standing began to rock to and fro. And he said to me, I have come to show you these things this night. If therefore you will pray again and fast again for seven days, I will again declare to you greater things than these. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. Peace be unto you. This is part two of our study on entropy. The name of tonight's message is The Plan, Our Father's Symmetry. The Plan, Our Father's Symmetry. Now, brothers and sisters, when you know I read this scripture, this um, this description of these assurances that our Father has that, um, you know, that He's got this, you know, and it's laid out in, you know, really, really beautiful um, simplicity where, you know, He goes all the way back to the very beginning and He talks about um, how He constructed this world, how He put all of these things in place. Um, you know, it's laid out before the heights of the air were established, before movement was established, before all of these things. Um, he considered all of these things. And what that tells me, what that, what that, you know, what that says in my spirit is that all of this entropy that we see, all of this uh, corruption, chaos, and things that we know came from him. These were all a part of his plan. And I know, um, because I'm living it, you know, we've cleared this 400 years. I've been out here um, in the sticks for the last seven years, essentially. Um, we had to move, I want to say, six times in that time. And it's always the same. It's always the same.
same situation where, um, for some strange reason, you know, these folks can look at my paycheck and my rental history and just be the happiest people in the world uh, to move us in. But when they're pressed and when they're told, you know, you know, you got to fix something or, you know, anything that um, that rubs them the wrong way, they lose it. And we've come past the 400 years. We know in our spirit that this enslavement that we've been under all this time is done. And <laughs> it's really kind of funny because um, a lot of our people really don't consider it. They don't think about it. But it's the Gentiles that feel um, the shift more so than us. So I understand uh, the frustration that uh, that causes, you know, the effect that we that we that we feel here. But brothers and sisters, you would think that, um, you know, there would be more to it. There would be, uh, uh, I guess, an easing of the pressure on uh, those that have given their lives to the Most High. That just, that makes sense, right? But then you got to think of a mature person that's walking with the Most High. And you got to think about the studies that we've done these lives that are laid out in these books um, was their walk made it easier and when I want to get down and when I want to get into this thing where you know a brother might start feeling sorry for himself then I have to think about the lives of those folks that came before me I mean we don't even have to get back as far as the scripture think about those people that, um, you know, that came through Jim Crow, those folks that came through slavery. I mean, what were their lives like? And brothers and sisters, the entropy that we see, the hardship that we walk through, the challenges that we walk through, we have to realize that this is a part of of the Father's symmetry. Okay. Now, when you look up the word symmetry, what you'll find out is that it is the property of being made equivalent on both sides of a plane. So, what's represented on one side of the plane is also represented in equal measure on the other side of the plane. So, when you think about the bad... And when you think about um, the meticulous way that our Father put entropy into the world and how it's unfolded over these last 10,000 years, and you think about, um, you know, all of these things that we see now, you know, from the desperate president to uh, the fact that, uh, you know, that people have lost their minds and they have no way of keeping themselves together, either mentally or physically. Um, you think about the lawlessness. You think about the things that you see in the news. Uh, all of these things have an equivalent 
on the good side of the plane. And brothers and sisters, we have to remember, we have to, uh, we have to remember the miracle that it is that we're even here after 400 years. So when I think about people in the scriptures, I think about Moses. <laughs> Moses knew um, from the time that he was plucked out of that river and brought into Pharaoh's house that he was going to be a liberator. Of Israel, he knew it. He was raised to be that. He was raised in their laws. He was taught all of the things that he needed to lead a nation. And still, he was run out of Egypt. He was run in the Cush, where he made a decent life for himself for 30 years. And then he had to leave there. And then he had an encounter with the father after, you know, he had made peace with the fact that maybe these, this is not going to be my life. And the father told him, you need to go down and you need to see Pharaoh and you need to tell him to let your people go. Now, check this out. In the same breath that the father said, <laughs> go see the Pharaoh and tell him to let your people go. He was told, but the Pharaoh's not going to listen to you. <laughs> so I want you to consider that. 60 years of your life, okay? 60 years of your life is invested in this prophecy that you know is the truth, that you have faith in, that you know is going to come to pass. And then when you get your audience with the Most High, he comes to you in a flame. And the Most High is talking to you about this mission that you've known that you had from the beginning. And he tells you right then and there, oh, but, you know, the dude that you're going to go talk to, he's not going to listen to you. So it takes faith beyond what you know, what you see, and what you can comprehend in the world. To go and say, okay, Father, he's not going to listen. And he's going to make this difficult. And you go down there and you do it anyway. It's only then that you can see the sea split. It's only then that you can see uh, fire from the sky that comes down and, and, and separates you from the Egyptian army. You can ask Joseph. You know about Joseph's life. First, his brothers betrayed him. So he goes in, he, he, he deals with that, he walks through that. He finds himself uh, the Lord over Potiphar's house. And then his wife gets hot in her drawers and comes and makes that kind of trouble for the brother. He winds up in a prison. He's there in the prison. He talks to a, a baker that's supposed to bring him up before the face of Pharaoh and forgets. So he's still in the prison. It's not until a hardship comes uh, for the land of Egypt that he's brought out of the dungeons. And he's finally given his audience. And he walks out what the father tells him to do. Why? Because he gave up? Why? Because he punked out in the middle of the thing? No. Because he remembered whose he 
was and he walked through those things until he got his day until he got his audience until the father brought him out and even then (laughs) if you keep reading what you find out is that even at the end uh, even when Yosef is the king over his over um, Egypt got armies and all these things his uncle Esau still rolls up on him and tries to steal uh, back what he gave away to Yaakov so brothers and sisters it doesn't end it doesn't end and we have to understand that this entropy is a part of our training it's a part of um, it's a part of uh, our chastening heard it right here in the scripture that one of these things that had to be completed was the humiliation of Israel that's how hard we fell that's how low we fell and as hard as the top 10 uh, the top 10 kingdom the top 10 tribes of the northern kingdom fell Yahuda fell hard so we can keep on going I mean, you, you all know your Bible. You can talk about a liar. I mean, think about a liar's life. <laughs> After his walk and basically the crescendo of his ministry where, you know, he's up there doing battle with, you know, the, the prophets of Baal and fire, literal fire, falls out of the sky and vaporizes these dudes. And he, you know, he, he he's full of everything uh, that the fathers promised him. These things have been vanquished. These, these folks have been put down. He looks over his shoulder, and there's a witch that's not moved by anything that she saw. And she probably, I could see her standing up on whatever it was she was standing on, just like lipping it. I'm going to kill and there ain't no more fire. But the father didn't say that he was there to deal with Jezebel. His brother has a complete nervous breakdown, right? He's out there in the woods like, Father, just take me now. Just take me out of here now. And the father literally had to assure him. He sent him his plan. He showed him his symmetry. You were not there, Elijah, to deal with Jezebel. I got something very special for Jezebel. And then the Most High proceeds to to tell him about his assistance and that Elisha's coming. He tells him about a king that he raises up that is pound for pound just as crazed as Jezebel. That would be King Jehu. And not only that, he shows him... uh, the, the power on the other side um, opposing Israel so the father goes and starts an entire war by raising up Haziel over the Assyrians so that Jehu could be strengthened and we all know how that went between Jezebel and Jehu so brothers and sisters there's always symmetry and even in the midst of, of craziness even in the midst of getting sued for nothing (laughs) getting sued for paying your rent (laughs) I gotta remember 
I got to remember, brothers and sisters, when I want to kick the bucket over, when I just want to go off, or when I just want to ball up and, and roll up in, in a corner and just quit and just be done with it and just walk away. I got to remember, this is not my life, and I've been told, and I've proclaimed, and I've been on here preaching that our Father's symmetry is perfect, and that's not um, faded, that's not, um, that's not uh, subtracted from, because my walk here has not been comfortable. Everything that's been put on me has been put on me for a reason. I remember uh, when we were in Phoenix uh, and we just moved into this big old house and couldn't afford to turn the gas on. And I took cold showers. That's been called back into into play here because I got to take cold showers here. My children have had to wash dishes with buckets of water because landlords up here didn't feel like they need to they need to provide the stuff that's um, that's stated in the law. But here we are, way out here, Kofit, off the grid, and we're washing things in buckets again. So brothers and sisters, if we're thinking about um, all of the the good that's been promised. We have to be able to walk through the bad. We have to be able to walk through the challenges. You think about um, you think about Job when he told his wife, "You must be insane if you think that you can take all the good that the Father provides and not have to walk through none of the bad." I mean, for real. <laughs> Do you think things? went the way Peter thought that they were going to go. If you read this, if you read the scriptures after after Yahshua left, after uh, Yahshua was, uh, was taken up, after his crucifixion, after his persecution, where do we find Peter? We found Peter butt naked in a boat. So brothers and sisters, it's not going to look like this is a part of any plan. It's not going to feel like it's a part of any plan. It's not going to feel, um, you know, it's going to feel that the turning points are always difficult. They're always a challenge. And brothers and sisters, if you really read these scriptures and you really appreciate what's being told to you, you're going to understand this stuff is not supposed to be easy. Nobody said it would be. But if you really want to understand, um, if you really want to understand uh, how our Father um, tests those that He's put His His you know His Word into, just think about our Messiah. Our Messiah came down here in the very people that he came down here to save called for his execution. You had to know that when he went and he was on his knees and those blood 
those tears that turned into blood. He was praying so hard. You have to know when he said, Father, if it be possible, if it be possible, take this cup from me. Brothers and sisters, you have to understand that this is the word itself. This is this is the son of the most high having a conversation with the creator of all things about the purpose that he put inside of him. And he asked the father, if it be possible. Take this cup away from me. But then strengthened his mind and submitted to what it was that the Most High wanted. So, brothers and sisters, how could we ask or, or, or present that we're entitled to anything, uh, to anything less than what our brother, our Messiah, our King? Our king, let me say that to y'all again, our king subjected himself to. It shames me when I get uh, to the place where, uh, you know, I'm just, I I, want to throw in a towel. When I think about those that have come before me, those that have sacrificed so much for me, and then I get up. I keep on walking so brothers and sisters it's all a part of his plan that's the main point so brothers and sisters our father's symmetry is perfect just like this the scripture has described between the fifth chapter and the sixth chapter of Ezra our father has laid out what it's going to be in the end, how crazy it's going to get in the end, and we're walking through that right now, brothers and sisters, we're walking through it, we're seeing it every day, if you out there in traffic, you see people who are willing to murder you in a car, you're seeing it, you're seeing all of chapter 5, but you have to remember, just like I have to remember, and anybody that belongs to him, and has faith in him, and is going to hold faith until the sky cracks or until you go to sleep you have to remember this is all a part of the plan it's all a part of his symmetry and we're going to talk about where we're going and we're going to talk about uh, what it is that we're enduring for and the race that we're running what's at the end of that race the brothers and sisters just understand from the beginning of time from the time that you were a soul before you even got a body before anything that you see now has happened it was all considered it was all thought of and it was all given purpose by our father from the beginning Now, what you're going to see, brothers and sisters, and what I'm seeing every day, way up here where uh, these Gentiles uh, come to die and to to be treated for all of the, you know, all the infirmities that are being put on their flesh right now, you're going to see that they're going to be troubled even more 
they are the ones that feel this 400 years more so than our people because in their spirits they know that we've been set free. They know that they have no more sway over us. And that's why you've got uh, congresswomen and all that over there in Ghana because they just they, they want you to get away from them. They don't want to see uh, what the Father's about to do in you before them. They know all this stuff and they know what happened to Egypt when our ancestors left there. And they know that it's going to be a greater um, it's going to be a greater uh, dispensation that's been that's going to be put on Babylon. So brothers and sisters, hold on. That's the that's the that's the main message here. That's the main reason our father gave Ezra these assurances. Hold on. Continue to walk in the things that he's given you. Continue to prepare yourself. Prepare your mind. As brothers and sisters, it's upon us. We're here. And this is definitely a moment to be celebrating in the Father for what he's done. It's gonna look like it's gonna look like hell out there. But see, we're a strange people. Remember who you are. We revel in tribulation. We get stronger as things go crazy. That's who we are. So brothers and sisters, your brother DL is out. As always, Shalom. I love you all. And we'll continue this discussion a little later.